You're listening to Crusader Chronicles episode 13, featuring Amazing Spider-Man number 157 and X-Men number 99 from March 1976. Welcome to the 13th episode of Crusader Chronicles. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. Crusader Chronicles is a spin-off podcast that will journal the comic book issues read chronologically by the release date from my comic book collection, either in digital, in a trade, or from many long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode, I will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issue or issues from the release date. Sometimes I will be joined by fellow podcasters and friends, or sometimes it just may be me alone. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection. So joining me this time around is Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Pat, it's a prescription for danger. Hello, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here, as always, Jared. I'm glad you could come along with this journey with me. Well, I appreciate that, and I hope to contribute to, to your show, and, uh, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Sounds good. And and who is that standing next to you? Who is that fine gentleman next to you? My, my, is that, it cannot be. Is that Delvin, the dark one? Every breath you take, every move you make, it's the dark web. We're starting early. Uh, We can talk about comics. Eventually, Eventually. you know. That's what we do. We talk about comics and we sing about them. I like how you didn't know what to do when I came in all humble and professional. Like, (laughs) I don't know what to do with this. Total change, you know. know, Well, we are missing one person with us. I guess that's Jason. So I wouldn't say we're missing him. (laughs) He's not with us. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I was just Jason. Jason decided to take a vacation and not bring us with him to Iceland. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. Rude. Yep. Jason is talking comics in Iceland. And uh, actually, we do have uh, we have Twitter photographic evidence of that, don't we? He found mm-hmm. comics in um, Icelandic? Reykjavik. I was, right. to, I was trying to think of what the, what the language was called. Damn near killed him. <laughs> is it Icelandic? Is that what they speak? I Wait, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Now I have to find out. I don't know. Man. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Jason's in Iceland, and we will miss him. <laughs> we will. So I put in on on the Google, what's the language in? And the third down was Iceland. Save me some keystrokes, <laughs> and sure enough, it is Icelandic. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's Canadian. Oh. Well, I have to respect. I'm from Wisconsin. (laughs) Everybody else speaks different. Canada. (laughs) 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 
Pat, get us back on track. Uh, uh, get on well, before we get off track, like Delvin said, I think it's <laughs> we'll make it short and sweet. Thank you guys for joining me. And with that, we will get this show on the road right after this message. After these messages, we'll be right back. Coming soon from the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Working together, we saved the planet. And I believe that if we stayed together as a team, we would be a force that could truly work for the ideals of peace and justice. Every episode. My name is Jean. I'm a Martian. Every adventure. <sighs> okay. You guys are so slow. Every hero. Whatever you think you're doing, if you present a threat to the world, the Justice League will take you down. Cindy and Chris Franklin bring you JLU Cast. Whatever the future holds, we'll make those choices ourselves. Don't say you don't love me. I'll never say that. Covering the complete animated run of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. And the adventure continues. There's strength in numbers. What? Like a bunch of super friends? More like a Justice League. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get into the first issue for this Chronicles adventure. And that is Amazing Spider-Man number 157. Published by Marvel. Got a cover date of June 1976. But its on sale date was March 9th, 1976. Cover price is only 25 cents. Editor was Len Ween. Title of the story is The Ghost That Haunted Octopus. We have writer is Len Ween as well. Penciler, Ross Andrew. Inker, Mike Espadito. Espadito! Espadito! <laughs> Still not a D anywhere <laughs> in there. Oh, ah, I like it that way. That's <laughs> I I almost I almost looked him up, and I I need to maybe my dark web friend will look him up. I, I, as morbid as it sounds, I'm wondering if he's still with us. Because if he is, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure I get to a con, and I'm going to get him to do a voice drop for us, <laughs> and I'm going to get him to to pronounce his name Espovito. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go on to the next one. The letterer is the one, the only, John Costanda. <laughs> Colorist is Glennis Ween. And on the cover credits, we have artist John Romita. And just a little editor's note here as I'm uh, reading this from the always amazing Mike's Amazing World. Thank you, Mike, for all this information that you gathered. Uh, but it has a note in here that there's a 30-cent variant of this issue exists. If anybody's looking for it, more, you know, what? If you have it, let us know. I'd like to see that. 30 cents. Five cents. For the high rollers. Rolling in it. You'll pay them cover price for it. Somebody must have been like, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to pay 25. I'm going to spend my money on the 30 cent one. (laughs) I want the 30 cent. Expender. High roller. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, let's take a look at the cover. Delvin. All right, uh, so I did a little bit of searching, and unfortunately, Mike Esposito is not with us any longer. Dang. He was born July 14th, 1927, and he passed October 24th, 2010. Oh, man, bummer. Well, well, He's a heck of a man. He had a lot of of ink credits, though, man. That guy was everywhere. Yeah. All right, Mike. All right, rest in peace, Mike. And with that, Dark Web's going to try and describe stuff. I'm terrible at describing stuff. So um, Jared already said he 
But you were excited about it, though. <laughs> no, I, I am. I, I, I'm, I'm going to embrace the suck here. So let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, the cover has the classic Amazing Spider-Man logo on top, um, complete with webs. Uh, at the top left corner, it says still only 25 cents, which means sometime in the near future, they will be raising the price. <laughs> well, according to the variants, they already did somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and across the top in um, a purple banner uh, and a yellow writing, it says Marvel Comics Group. So getting to the action of the cover itself, you have um, Dr. Octopus in a green costume with orange uh, trimming for the gloves and uh, the boots and a belt. Uh, and he is um, outside of a helicopter, which takes up the uh, top left portion of the cover. Uh, and he's using his arms, one, to grab Spider-Man by his left leg, and the other one, or another arm, punching Spider-Man uh, right in the face. Um, Spider-Man is dangling um, and is only relying on uh, Dr. Octopus to be in the air, so he's in a super precarious position. And Dr. Octopus says, Dr. Octopus has returned from the dead, Web Slinger. Let's see if you can do the same. Not too shabby. You didn't do a bad job at all. Oh, that was very Thanks. good. Appreciate it, guys. Jared, what's your thoughts? All right, let me do this uh, cover justice and describe it properly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now the amateur is done. No, you do a no, good job. Good. The, the, only, the only thing I'm going to add that you didn't mention, and it's easy to overlook, so don't feel bad about it at all, is one of my favorite things about this cover. And that is, look at that skyline work that he did in the background. All those buildings and like, look at all those individual windows and I see a church top. I mean, he went all in. I, it almost looks like he might have got found like an aerial photograph yeah, to be able to use uh, for uh, reference. Uh, but man, it is uh, it's stellar. And, and Delvin's right. It packs a lot of punch. It's John Romita. Packs a lot of punch because <laughs> uh, Spidey is getting punched. Uh, it's it's really cool. It's re- it's really uh, dynamic. We use that word a lot when we describe covers. But this one especially so because not only is all that that cityscape beneath them really intricate, it's also really muted color wise. At least it is on my on my digital version. It's like a very muted yellow. Yeah, yeah. Which makes the brightly colored, you know, bright green and orange octopus, and of course Spidey in his in his red and blue, really really pop out it's it's action heavy it's it's romita in top form i love this cover what do you think uh pat is it your turn yeah, i don't have the script in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i agree with you too it's i'm kind of with the muted out color in the back though it's with spider-man and octopus fighting it's it's an all right cover for me i i, I sense the action and the suspense that's happening um i like it when they dr doom or dr octopus i'm sorry the green just made me think of Doctor Doom right away, but well, they both have PhDs in evil, and they're both doctors. Yeah, they're both doctors. <laughs> um, but they have that. The Doctor Octopus is all you know, big puffy letters, colored, really big, and stands out. I kind of like that when they do that. You know, the, that emphasis on oh, on the lettering. Yeah, yeah, the lettering oh, I think is that really is cool. cool, and you know, the coloring on it. The coloring on this is great as well. Uh, even though I was kind of, you know, I said the yellowy background, uh, I guess I can understand what's, you know, they want you to focus on the two that are mm-hmm. fighting. So. Decent cover for me. Delvin, how about you? Yeah, I wasn't crazy about Dr. Octopus's the green. That's ugly. It, it's just, I mean, I know it's, it's that classic costume, yeah. but like, yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't, the costume itself doesn't pop. So it's one of those where, 
you have that classic artist and it was Ramita Sr., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like you have a classic artist and he's doing what he can with a very ugly main color costume. And maybe that's why they muted the buildings in the background because it gives you like your eye ignores that and immediately looks at the two colored characters on the page. You know, one being Spidey, of course, and then the other being Doc Ock. So not a fan of the costume, but there was action. And I did like that. Um, and Spidey just looked like he was in a bad spot and, and that's in, and not like in a contrived way. It just looked like he was, um, just in, in the middle of a pretty bad dogfight. Uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of, um, Spider-Man 2, just how uh, him and mm-hmm. Doc Ock went at it. Yeah, uh, I had that same vibe. Yeah, so good action. So overall, I thought it was a good cover. Delvin, correct me if I'm wrong, and uh, I don't think I am. I, I've been a Spidey collector for a long time, about as long as you, actually. But you have a better memory for it. Anyway, doesn't he rock these green duds pretty much until the Eric Larson days? Eric Larson started drawing him in that suit like he was wearing an actual like three-piece suit? You're probably right on that. And, and and now that you mention it, like, because I, I came in uh, to Spidey when Eric Larson was drawing. So that was my default spot. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Seeing him lead to Sinister Six. But I, I, I wonder what may maybe that, that was just kind of a subtle change that they made with Doc Ock at the time. Like, you know, kind of a renaissance man as opposed to just being the nerdy slob. Yeah, I got the impression that it was like they were trying to say, let's take him more seriously. And, and yeah. I love I love the Larson look in the suit, but it was a departure from this. I think he rocked his green gear for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Still better than Sandman's original. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> Anytime yeah. you start hating this outfit, just call up that Sandman design and be like, OK, this <laughs> Doc Ock's not so bad. It's functional for what he's doing. It's functional. He doesn't. You know. Doc Ock looks like a. He looks like a deranged uh, Miami Hurricanes fan. <laughs> well, I mean, just a, 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 a Miami Hurricanes fan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's his haircut too. You know. Yeah. Or that bowl cut, man. Bowl cut, well, let's get to ratings. Just a reminder, since Jason isn't here, but maybe he's listening. We'll give a reminder of the rating system. So this. I wanted to be confused. This is going to be a one through five. Tickle your tummy feathers. One, that it ruffled them. Two, you didn't like it. Three, you liked it. Four, you really liked it. And five, it really tickled your tummy feathers. So let's with that, let's start with Delvin. So I was close to giving it a four, but, you know, I settled. Uh, and, you know, since halvesies are frowned on <laughs> and people don't like fractions here in Crusader Chronicles. You can do what you want. We'll we'll give you the, for Delvin. You know what, I I appreciate that. And and really, you know, it's the niceness that matters more than anything else. But I will give it a three. Um, It's a three for me. Jared, how about you? You better round up, you son of a... (laughs) (laughs) I'm really taken with this cover, guys. I, I bandied about the idea of giving it a five. I like it that much. I'm going to settle on a strong four, though. Uh, and and yeah, I really like this cover, so I'm giving it a four. It's a strong four, which is code for like four point three. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? What? What did Nothing. you say? It's, it's a strong four. Is all I said. It's, it's a, oh, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I'm giving it a four. Giving it a four. All right. Well, yeah, I what was it I like this cover. That's all. You liked it? You really liked I, it? I I really <laughs> dang it! I gotta learn these rankings. I really like. It almost tickled my almost tummy. Like that. <laughs> and see, this one, it was like, eh, 
for me, it was like someone was just kind of tickling me, but it wasn't like, you know, I've been there, done that before. So I'm going to give it a, a three for me. I liked it. Nothing was wrong with it. It's just even rolled for me on this one. Fair enough. So with that, why don't we get into the story with a synopsis by Jared. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A Spider-Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man. told us earlier this one's called the ghost that haunted octopus this 17 pager dives right in literally spider-man is taking a dive into the hudson river searching for his sunken spider mobile seriously i'm not making that up his search is interrupted by those spidey hating cops and the web slinger quickly dispatches them into the river and swings off postponing the hunt for the spider mobile meanwhile flash thompson does a kind turn and offers a ride to his new roommate fresh from the loony bin Harry Osborne. But Harry gets a better offer in the form of a little flirting from the lovely Liz Allen and is forced to make a choice between Liz and Flash. And, well, nobody's that crazy. <laughs> so cut to Aunt May's apartment where Dr. Octopus has happily reunited with Aunt May. And she even kept a fresh set of his trademark green duds handy for him. In a disturbingly left to the imagination cut, Doc Ock and Aunt May spend an hour together in her apartment before Peter shows up with a bucket of chicken in hand to have dinner with Aunt May, only to be unnerved to find Doc Ock in her living room. Peter plays it cool, though, and listens to Otto tell the tale of how he left Hammerhead for dead and survived a nuclear explosion on Aunt May's uranium-rich Canadian island. I'm not making that up either. And we finally learn what has been terrorizing Dr. Octopus these last few issues, the irradiated ghost of Hammerhead. Nope, that's not made up either. The irradiated ghost of Hammerhead, or IGOH for short, shows up in uh, Aunt May's living room to exact his revenge on Doc Ock. Otto quickly protects May, she passes out, and Ock spirits her away in an attempt to escape IGOH, who mysteriously vanishes. Peter changes back into his red and blues and gives chase to save his aunt. He battles Dr. Octopus and some random civilians, and an attack dog, only to lose Otto and May as the doctor makes his getaway via stolen helicopter. Quick on the thwip, Spidey webs the copter and goes for a ride. But Otto spots him and cuts the webbing, leaving Spidey to fall to his doom over the countryside where there is nothing to web onto. And that's a wrap. All right, great. Thank you for that awesome synopsis. No problem. Let's get to the bricker brack for this issue. Is it a first read or reread? And we'll go to Jared. First read. Delvin? First read. And it is my first read as well. Yay, first timers club. Let's get into highs and lows. Let's go with Delvin. 
So in hindsight, uh, let's can can we agree that the Spider Mobile was dumb? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, what kind of mobile is this? Like, a, I'm, I'm picturing like a little. Have you ever see that spider buggy? Where it was I like, think that's what it was. That's what it is. That's yeah, what it was. It, it was, you know, like the you have the equivalent, you know, abilities and strength of a and and, and speed of a spider. No, let's get in a slow dune buggy instead. What? Yeah, it's like my kids uh, one time had a had a, a flash, you know, from DC. They, they came on a motorcycle. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what? What is this? So yeah, that's weird. Anyway, this is dumb. Yes, yeah. uh, it was cool seeing that uh, Liz Allen and Harry uh, Osborne that their relationship was starting, and I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit that last issue I kind of missed that. Uh, that was kind of the jump off point. That was kind of a important relationship that Lynn started because uh, that relationship is still going on today, actually. So good on Lynn for having something uh, of permanence from this run that I'm not a huge fan of. <laughs> well, to be fair, Spider Buggy wasn't his fault. <laughs> no, not the Spider Buggy was not his fault. Like I was actually, I was, I was surprised. Um, when you know the story started with Spidey going and looking for it, because I'm like, oh, Lynn did read other Spider-Man books besides his own. <laughs> so you do know how his powers work. Because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you act like you're dumb. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Ross Andrew, classic Spidey artist as well. He kind of made a slip up in my opinion because like when they showed Doc Hawk in costume at first he, he had these he had these ripped up abs. Yeah. Like <laughs> damn Ock. Like you know, I noticed that too, but I was like, well, he's been living the homeless life for a while, so maybe he dropped, <laughs> dropped a few pounds. Dude, living the life of a hobo does not make you jacked. And he's and he wants to be with Aunt May. It's like, man, you got you're pretty buff. What are you doing with <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, good on you, Doc. But, I mean, of course, they went back because, like, later in the book, he called him Tubby or something. So, let's see. Maybe he's sucking uh, it in. As, Maybe he's like, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, do you have to for Aunt May? You know, never mind. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys, you guys haven't read, like, a lot of the later issues. But in recent Spidey history, uh, there was a whole storyline where Doc Ock was dying and he duped. He basically took over Peter Parker, like Spider-Man's brain. I read some and, of that, but and he was and he was masquerading as Spidey, but he it was it was Peter Parker's body and it was Doc Ock's brain. And somebody I was explaining that story to, they were kind of like, uh, "So you you mean when he was Peter, like that he did he still have a thing for Aunt May?" Oh, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> why?" <laughs> I can't, I can't unthink that, so I just wanted to spread that to you guys. But it, it, but it also set up some pretty important backstory as well, because I'm kind of like, you know, it makes perfect sense that now, present day, Doc Ock very well knows who Peter Parker is, because that dynamic was always there. Like, I mean, they set Doc Ock to be close with uh, Aunt May, and they definitely had some real tension with each other, and I thought that was cool. The backstory of how Hammerhead got ghosted was legit, but I had no idea that he had ever died. I didn't either. And I had no idea how he came back to life uh, or how he's going to come back to life. So I guess that's something to look forward to. 
I thought that Dr. Octopus, you know, being a nuclear scientist running away from a ghost is kind of lame. Like, really? That's You've been running from that the entire time and you been a bum on the street because a ghost was chasing? Uh, okay. <laughs> what? Uh, whatever. The action between uh, Doc Ock and Spidey with May in the middle, even uh, it was it was good action, even though it was contrived. Because of course Aunt May's gonna faint because like they drew her like back in like she was like you know eight hundred mm-hmm. as opposed to just being a grandmother. But like so she always fainted at the drop of the hat. But the action that they had was good. But like that it happened because of Hammerhead's ghost was meh to me. And last, uh, there was definitely a good reason for the helicopter to be there. I thought uh, Lynn explained that well. And I thought it was a very good cliffhanger uh, to go to the uh, next issue uh, as well. I thought it was well-drawn and well-paced, even though I think the motivation behind the story was ridiculous. So, that's me. All right, that's fair enough. Jared, what are your highs and lows for this issue highs i liked how when peter found dr octopus uh in aunt may's living room he played it cool you know i think the easy answer there for a writer would be like all right now they're gonna have a big fight you know but peter like played it cool listen to doc Ock's story which allowed us as the reader to catch up with that crazy crazy ass backstory (laughs) yeah Um, they're uranium rich canadian islands that belong to aunt may and dr octopus is wearing his tuxedo to get married and Hammerhead gets his head stuck in a How wall. How does she have that island? Do you know, Delvin? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't either. I, I had no idea May owned an island. I didn't know she was rocking that money like that. She was always like, "How are we going to pay our bills and buy my medicine?" And Peter's like, "Sell your damn island! <laughs> I bring you chicken. Uh, why why I, you should be going I, home? Yeah, yeah, I, I bring right? you chicken in." In a bucket. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to know more about that. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I had I had wheat cakes for three years straight. <laughs> I got tired of them after the first week, May. <laughs> and you had an island? I, oh, Lord. But, yeah, that, um, that crazy backstory was actually kind of fun. And like I said, it was kind of cool that Peter listened to the story. And they had the mutual enemy of the irradiated ghost of Hammerhead, or IGOH. Yeah, I don't have to agree with Delvin, though, as far as the lows go. Like, once the action started moving, it it really felt very kind of, like, contrived. It was like, oh, you know, it's, I'm amazed at how fast he can move with those octopus arms. And, and oh, I'm out of web fluid. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still thinking you can run faster than Octopus can go. But, yeah, debatable, I guess, if Octopus really moving with those arms. Um, yeah, the helicopter was there. Then Spidey reloads a clip and, and dangles. Um, the, the action didn't do a lot for me. In fact, I was more amused by the random attacks from the dog and the civilians than anything. I agree with Delvin. Cliffhanger was awesome because I really, it really makes me want to read the next issue. I'm like, how's he going to get out of this? You know, and that's what every good cliffhanger does. Art was great, especially on that last page with him falling. Ross did a great job of, of really putting impending doom into the drawing. Uh, so those are those are my highs and lows. Delvin really uh, hit hit the most of them. So I'm more interested to hear what Pat's highs and lows are. Well, let me tell you what they are. I'm just trying to figure out too. The low is what's with this buggy? Why does he got to get it back to somebody <laughs> and owes him money? And if he's just going to bring him the mirror from it, and okay, well the thing is too, who took it? Where'd it go? I guess it crashed in our earlier. Yeah, I guess that's another dangling storyline. We still don't know who the boss was. 
from a few um, issues back with Sandman. We don't know who that is. Yeah, we still don't really know who killed, like, the reason behind the death of that Bolton dude. Uh, you know, I might play that off now that I know not, it, might be, it might have been who that did it. No, they killed no, Bolton. No. Maybe it was all part of a strategy, but... I don't know. There's a mastermind out there that we have not seen. I wonder if it'll die or if it'll... I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, find, well, that's another thing that's out there, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about where did this buggy go? <laughs> You'll be tossing and turning tonight about that buggy? I'm going to be thinking of my mind's going to be wondering about this. Where is this buggy? Where is this spider buggy? I got to know. I got to know. <laughs> I got to know where the spider buggy is. A few other things is I, I love the part Peter just, hey, I got some chicken. It's Colonel's chicken. That's right. And then so, Doc Ock says, well, let me tell you a story, but let's talk about it over a piece of chicken. That's yes. right. <laughs> yes. He was yes. down for that chicken. You already, you already got to my silly spidey, by the way. I thought that was hilarious. I'll tell you, but first, pass me a drumstick, yeah. son. I, I was really worried he's gonna be so, like, "Let me tell you what happened in the uh, in that hour that was off off page with me and Aunt May." Let me tell you what we've been doing. And then, uh, well, okay. All I got is the bucket of chicken. Where's the biscuits? Where's the coleslaw? You know, you're worried about condiments and sides. I, I respect That's that. That's what happens when you read it and you're hungry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, like you, I was like, where is this island island come from? Why is Doctor Octopus all in a suit? But makes him. I think he looks cooler. And he was he was about to get married. I think. Isn't that how yeah. like he had to leave Aunt May at the altar? So like he was in a tux to get married. He looks cooler in that suit than he does in the green and orange suit. He looks better mm. as a hobo than he does in the mm. Well, and and that too, you bring up now we understanding what was going on with the hobo and why he was kind of getting freaked out and running away when he because he thought that the ghost of this guy, the hammerhead ghost, was kind of kind of coming after him. Yeah, but uh, but and for some reason, only Aunt May can. He thought only Aunt May could help him, and I'm not I'm not sure why that's the case because she had his clothes. <laughs> Maybe she's the only yeah. one that understood him. And I tell you, I got to give a tip of the cap, and I meant to mention this earlier, and I love to interrupt Pat's. Uh, I got to give a tip of the cap to Lynn Wino because when we were reading through that, first of all, we thought he had telekinetic powers. We were wrong. Yeah. And we thought he was an alcoholic, and I think we were wrong on that too. <laughs> no, I think he was drinking. I think he was. Was he? To- I thought he was just. I thought we the, assumed that because of it, we, he was like hallucinating or something. But now we know he wasn't hallucinating. You know? Yeah. Well, then, yeah. That's the thing. You didn't know what he was kind of running from, and now you know that he's running from this ghost hammerhead guy. I, I'll give it up to Lee. Hammerhead for, is just a guy with a flat head or something. They bring usually hammerhead is like the street level gang war type guy. He's never like a mob boss. He's always the um, uh, muscle. muscle. Yeah, he's always the muscle. And his so his whole thing is that it's like I can't even remember how, but he has like a super hard head. Reminds me of like and a, he's a gangster. Reminds me of like a and that's Dick, it. Dick Tracy guy. Yeah, yeah, he does does have a Dick Tracy vibe. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what's Hammerhead? And he bumps his head into saying, Oh no, Hammerhead, look at that. He got his head stuck and now it's gonna blow up the island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now was, I'm an irradiated ghost. Yeah, it was funny where Hammerhead was being all you know, badass or whatever, like, oh you're about to you know, you're about to get it, Doc Ock. And I was like, Oh my god, no, save me. I'm like, dang, man, you went from hero to wuss really quickly. And Doc Ock runs away from him. So I'm out of here, man. I'm Suck it! (laughs) 
when Spider-Man misses his punch on Doc Ock and goes through the room with the girl and the dog. <laughs> now, Delvin, can you look at that? Look at that page for me where Spider-Man is crashing through that room. Okay, hold on. I'm... Am I allowed to yeah, look too? you can too. I, I don't want to see it. <laughs> no, no, you cannot. Ah! No, this is just for us. <laughs> Dang it. Because I think I know what you want. I think I know what you're going to say. Because I had that is same it question. Is the same? Okay. Is he missing pants? Think... No. See, the color on mine is it's not blue. Oh, okay. It's blue on the on the Marvel Unlimited. Delvin? Is this page 10? It could be. Yes. Yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah. It, it, I think it's a coloring issue because, yeah. It, it, looks like <laughs> I'm, I'm, it, just, like, it looks like he's missing pants on this. It does. It, it, it looks like um, Spidey is uh, showing uh, the girl a little <laughs> bit more than she bargained for. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, when I, he's fine. They must have done it up, you know, redone yeah, it for the game. They probably did. But uh, I was like, the girl, like, I was like, what is on her head? You know, it was like, a, like what? And I, I guess on the next panel, it kind of reveals she's like doing an in-home perm or something. Yeah, oh, it's man. a woman with hair products. We, I, I swear, I, I don't it's like. Ogilvy yeah, home perm. <laughs> I'm sorry. A what? Ogilvy, Ogilvy home perm. Ogilvy. Oh, I, 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 I remember that commercial. I think. There you go. That's what you did back then. <laughs> Not that I would know anything about that. <laughs> uh oh, there's a story. No, no, I have sisters. <laughs> I'm sorry. So. Uh huh. Yeah, you were rocking a perm. No, no. All right, I did. I had the business in the back. Hey! <laughs> tight curls. You. So not only did you have oh, the mullet, yeah, but the party tight. in the back, business up front. You mulleted it with curls in the back. Yeah, you grew out your hair long. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, man. oh Pat. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to my bullet voice? Oh Pat! Come on, don't Jared. Come on, you did too. I know. No, <laughs> Jason had no, no. Jason and I were the son of a soldier, oh. man. You think my dad was going to put up with time. that bull? Yeah, we had to keep it, man. We had to keep it in regs, bud. At least you guys, you guys should grow it out now, then. Okay, I'll admit it. I did it. You did it. No. <laughs> Have you seen my hair? It's been like this since I was like 15. Oh, always hair short. I've never seen you have it grown out. Yeah. Nah. All right. Well, let's get back to the comic instead of talking hair products and hairstyles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so close. Are you happy with your highs and lows, Pat? Um, Did you have any? I just had a few. Well, just the, I like you guys said too, um, the fight scene. I think they probably. We're, you know, giving this a time to establish Dr. Octopus again for some of the newer readers again that may not have known too much, possibly. Yeah. You know, oh, he can run real fast with his arms. I couldn't remember that he could do that. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> there he is. I see. But neither none of us knew that um, Doc Ock had died. I didn't. Yeah. Right? I didn't know that either. Well, now we know why. Because the Hammerhead assumed he was lost. Yeah, uh, but Spider but Spider Man knew nothing about this adventure because why would they retell it? You know, totally agree. Yeah, like you guys said, with the helicopter being there and then Doc Ock taking over the helicopter and trying to make his getaway. This isn't a bad story. I, he's trying to protect me, and he's trying to protect yeah. him from the ghost. So it's like I, I'm feeling a little both. It's like Spider Man, just let him go. You know, it's like just. But 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 no, I mean one he doesn't like 
talk, but that's his aunt. You know, that's his mom. Yeah. What do you just? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let my mom go away with some you know lazy eyed psycho. But, but he likes her. He takes care of her. <laughs> I don't care. And they share. He's crazy. They they, they share a bucket of chicken together. <laughs> He's a megalomaniac, man. Yeah, it might have worked better in his favor if, like, when the irradiated ghost of Hammerhead showed up, if he'd been like, "You fight off the ghost, I'm going to get your aunt made a safety." Like, but instead, he just like grabbed her and bolted. So Peter was like, "I don't know what to do." It would have worked better if Peter didn't really see the ghost. Was like, "What's wrong with this guy? This guy's like freak out." <laughs> yeah, what are you high? Are you allergic to chicken? What's going on? This chicken is making me crazy. It's the MSG. They didn't know the effects yet. <laughs> but like you guys, I think I am uh, interested in what's going to happen next. Is Spidey going to make it? I'm sure he will. But how will he come out of this daring fall that he's about to embark on right now? So I'm looking forward to the next issue. I'm really hoping he has one of those tiny build-it-yourself jetpacks that the Jackal used when we first started doing this crusade. Like, I'm just going to build this quick jetpack and... Maybe the Spidey Bugger will come and uh, pick him up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, with that, why don't we get into the silly Spidey moment, and we'll go with Jared. Uh, I'm scrolling, scrolling. I remember it was at the beginning. Oh, yeah, it was with the cops. Uh, Once he tosses the cops in the river... The cop says, blast you, wall crawler. You can't do this to us. And Spidey goes, well, now you tell me. In that case, I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was pretty funny. So I like that part. Delvin, how about you? Well, I already mentioned that I just thought it was hilarious that him and Doc Ock was sharing a bucket of chicken. Like, I I just find that funny. (laughs) And and Doc Ock, like, Doc Ock just, like, kind of helped himself to it, you know? Yeah, and then you know, especially with that you know rocking hot bod that he has, like I, you would think he would not want to pervert it with fried chicken. <laughs> uh, do you have anything grilled? <laughs> and then uh, at some point, um, Pete called somebody Cuddles, which just you know another Spidey nickname, which I find hilarious. <laughs> you don't call a grown man Cuddles, but you can't you can if you're Spidey. I, I so that's me right there. I agree with you. That was my funny moment, too, was the bucket of chicken. He just comes in and knock off and he's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, oh, sweet chicken. <laughs> yeah. You don't know if he's surprised that it's Peter or is surprised that somebody brought a bucket of chicken. <laughs> and then just uh, the the panel of Doc Ock and Peter sitting there, Doc Ock's kind of got his hands uh, you know, folded together and in between his knees and the bucket of chicken's on the counter is like in his tentacles are kind of up in the air like you know like they're kind of want to hey you're gonna say that chicken with me and i want to <laughs> a piece of that that, yeah. that's a, that yeah. was a funny moment for me <laughs> yeah that's good stuff well uh any other thoughts on this before we get to ratings uh, i'm good jared i'm good all right well then let's rate this now we're gonna give you a reminder of the ratings we all know why we all know why but it's gonna be a one through five on the ratings did it ruffle your feathers or did it tickle them and we'll start with jared i'm gonna give it six martinis nope. wrong show <laughs> uh, wrong show wrong show uh um, i'm gonna give this one a i'm i'm, a I'm debating a i'm debating between a three possibly a four because uh, i like the payoff that we've got with doc ock I like the backstory, even though it was wacky as hell. But I think ultimately I'm giving it a three because it just didn't—it didn't leave me super jazzed, but I did like it. So I'm going to land on three. 
Delvin? I mean, I'm glad that you know you made a decision because I can't stand when people are in the middle. It's ridiculous. <laughs> see, see what's and happening we, here. we have to hold a standard here at the Longbox yes. Crusade and Crusader Chronicles. We have to. That said, policy we're putting into effect. That said, I will give this a 3.25. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I set it up, I tear it down. I sets it up and I tears it down. Um I, I got I have it at a three. It was it was cool to see uh, Ock, uh, Doc Ock and um him going against not only um Spider-Man but Peter Parker uh as well. So it, it was a good story. Yeah, it was a good story and a I think it's a good start. I I hope that it builds to uh something even better. But this was good. It was good. I am definitely going to agree with you on that, Delvin. I will give it a three as well. I liked it. Good story. I'm hoping that, like you said, that it builds on something more. I was kind of wavering for a while, uh, the last few issues, and I'm now I'm really excited to go on more on this adventure. Show me more. Get me excited again. Let's go. Yeah. yeah um, I, I thought this book definitely had promise, because you remember um, last Crusader Chronicles, we were just saying how much more excited we were for the X books than we were Spidey. This at least this at least ended on a good cliffhanger. It wasn't a one-off book that just felt throwaway. Even though you know, I mean, sometimes books can give a good one-off story that's really good. But like, I, I haven't really felt that with Spidey lately. So it was nice to see that continuing story. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah, I, I think this is. I think this is Lynn's best book since coming on. Yeah. on uh, on the title. And I think we this is the, this is the first time, and I'm going to say it. This is the first time we haven't heard Delvin complain about him being the editor and the writer. <laughs> I I know, I know. I, 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 I thought about it, but there weren't any moments in the story where I was just like, "Oh, Lynn, really, dude?" Like because there are just some glaringly bad ones. Uh, in the last uh, few issues, but in this one, I, I didn't really see any where I was just like, "Dude, this is this is bad." You shouldn't have. I mean, you're always going to have those critics, but you shouldn't be able to just read a book and immediately find like a glaring hole in the plot of this, like the superhero of the book. It's one thing if you're inconsistent on a villain; it's another one to be completely inconsistent on the lead character's powers. You, the writer should know that. But he did okay this this issue. I thought it was really good, and I thought it was a good setup to where he was first. He ran out of, um, excuse me, Spidey ran out of web fluid. Uh, web fluid, and then had to do that quick change, and then even that didn't save him because he wound up getting that cut at the end by a uh, uh, Doc Ock. So yeah, he 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 definitely uh, Lynn definitely didn't earn any criticism for being writer editor this time, and I'm happy about that. And I noticed that. I'm like, wow, Devin didn't say anything bad. So something's changed in this one. So good. Very good. <laughs> anything else, guys, before we go on to the we take a break? I'm good. Jared? I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, then with that, we'll be right back. I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren of the Rad Adventures Network. We're a married couple who enjoy great stories of all kinds, including adventures, mysteries, science fiction, and fantasy. Please join us for a variety of podcasts focused on a range of pop culture topics. Trekker Talk is about 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. 
It's a blend of classic sci-fi adventures and noir mysteries set in a retro future. Xenozoic Xenophiles is about the comic Xenozoic Tales by writer and artist Mark Schultz. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Warlord Worlds covers the many comics of writer and artist Mike Grell, including The Warlord, John Sable, Green Arrow, and The Legion of Superheroes. Sensational Sluice, where we talk about favorite mystery novels, movies, and TV shows. Fantastic Fantasies, where we share our favorite fantasy films and books. And Amazing Adventures, where we discuss action-packed adventure stories. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or visit RadAdventuresNetwork.com to find all of our shows and links to our social media pages. That's Rad, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get into the second issue for this episode. And that is X-Men number 99. The publisher was Marvel. Got a cover date of June 1976. Also on sale March 16th, 1976. With a cover price of 25 cents. The editor is Marv Wolfman. (laughs) (laughs) Title is Death Star Rising. Writer is Chris S. Claremont. Every time I think of that, it reminds me of... I'm Bill S. Preston, Esquire. And I'm Ted... Bill, here, you take it. Okay. And I'm Ted Theodore Logan. Wild stallions. Why? What's the guy? What's from uh, Bill? I mean, I know it's from Bill and Ted, but why does it remind you? Theater. Ted oh, because like, oh, the, like, uh, yeah, William S. Preston, Esquire. Yeah, Esquire. yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, penciler is Dave Cockrum. Inker is Frank. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Esposito. <laughs> no, he was doing Spider Man. Chiara. Hold on. Let me. Chiara. Chiara? Yeah, Chiara. Chiara. Looks like, yeah. Chiara Monty? Well, oh, oh so he, he, world, so. you're looking at Mike's, and so he went by a shorter name in the book. It just, uh, it says Frank Chiara in the book, but his last name is probably like Ch- Chiaramonte or something Chiaramonte, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, letter is Irving Watanabe? Watanabe? Right? I think, that, I don't think that's bad. I think he did all right then. It could be Watanabe, but. Watanabe. Colorist is Michelle Wolfman. Ow. And we have the cover credits go to Dave Cockrum. And uh, speaking of the cover, this is another note, too, from Mike's Amazing World. Thank you, Mike. Is that it's this one also has a 30-cent variant issue cover on this as well. For the high rollers. high rollers. Big spenders. And speaking of covers, Jared, why don't you give us a lowdown on what the cover is? All right. Here we have a Cockrum beauty. And it has the classic Marvel Comics group banner going across the top. My version says still only 25 cents because I'm not a high roller with the 30 cent variant. It's the all new, all different X-Men. It still says that doesn't say uncanny X-Men, but it still has the X-Men in its classic font logo. And just underneath it, it says Death Star Rising. Uh, And as a guy whose nickname is Death Probe, I like that. The imprint, just to the left of that, uh, Jason usually talks about this, you know, which heads of the X-Men are floating in that bubble. 
bubble of the imprint. This time we've got Banshee, Colossus, Nightcrawler, uh, Storm, uh, a.k.a. Aurora, Albrecht, Wolverine, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Cyclops. Oh, you see what I did there? Yes, I uh, all right, so getting to the meat of the cover, uh, you've got – there's a lot going on, actually. There's Sentinels in the foreground sort of blasting at the X-Men who are floating in space inside of invisible bubbles. And like Cyclops is trying to blast out of his bubble with his laser eyes and uh, Colossus is sort of trying to fisticuffs his way through his bubble. I assume Banshee's screaming. Storm's looking incredible. Uh, (laughs) Nightcrawler's like, how could I possibly get out of this bubble? What power could I use (laughs) to remove myself from this bubble? (sighs) So anyway, those are the X-Men that are that are in the bubbles. The Sentinels are like surrounding them from all sides. They're coming from behind. They're coming from up under. There's two of them in the four. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. And all this is happening in the vacuum of space. And Cyclops, or not Cyclops, a Colossus is saying, even if we escape the energy spheres of the Sentinels, how can we survive the vacuum of space? That's all I got for you. It's a lot going on in this cover. It's busy. It is. Definitely. Delvin, what do you think? So they're still making sure to put the whole team on the cover. You know, uh, I, I have to think that by this point, it's on purpose to, you know, um, showcase the team. Can't blame them for that. I think it's a good one, but it feels crowded and somehow not a lot of action. It's weird. I, I, I don't I don't dislike the cover. I just don't think that. Like compared to like the last cover that was like, you know, the building and it was really cool and dynamic. And this one, the action isn't really leading anywhere. Like they aren't attacking the Sentinels. They're attacking bubbles. So that it, it didn't quite do it for me like um, uh, X-Men 98's cover did it for me. But it's still a good cover nonetheless. Jerry, how about you? Uh, I completely agree with Delvin. This cover is a little overwhelmed by its busyness and the fact that you don't get an us versus them vibe. You've got X-Men, like Delvin said, they're trying to get out of these bubbles. There's a lot of dangerous Sentinel things happening around them, but they're not fighting the Sentinels. They're fighting the bubbles. And then you're like, wait, now, if I was in a protective bubble in the vacuum of space, I would not mess with that because you're going to die if you you go outside that bubble. So it's just – it's I mean – I've said a lot, I guess we've said a lot of negative things. It's a Cochran cover. It's it's beautiful. He did a great job. It's just oh, maybe a little overly uh, a, a little overly busy for me. I've got the Twitter results on the cover right. battle between this and Spider Man. If you want to give yours your comments and then we will come back to that, okay, Let's I'll get that prep. I'll get that prepped while we get your comments. Well, my thoughts on the cover. Um, I like this cover. Uh, I like the Sentinels for some reason. Just whenever I see a Sentinel, I'm like, oh man, this these guys are kind of. They may look simple, but they're cool because you know they mean business when when they're gonna attack you. Um, I think the coloring—I love the colors on this. Just they pop to me. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of color variety. You're right. I I like that with the back, the black background of the space, and I like that. It's all I can say is I like this. Uh, It's a cover that stands out to me. So, do you like it? (laughs) (laughs) I would have to say I do. I like it. I I'm like like Mikey. it. I like it. Uh, he likes it. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> other the art, Cockrum art is very good, and again, the the coloring is what makes it for me. And the X Men and the Death Star Rising, the title like that. Just, I like it. Should, should have been Death Pro. <laughs> should have been Death Pro Rising, but no. it's yeah. you know it came close. It came. 
Maybe that's why. I don't know. That could have right. changed the rating. I don't. I don't think that you could put Death Probe Rising without it like violating the comics code. <laughs> well, you Good know, point. this is what it, uh, this is March of seventy six. So um, Star Wars isn't out yet. The word Death Star. Is mm-hmm. not good a point. Known good, word good point. That's a good point. Yeah, because I immediately thought, oh, they kind of ganked that from Star Wars. But you're right; they're, they're a thing. year ahead. Yep. You said it was March 9th, nineteen seventy six. This was my uh, mother's twenty uh, sixth birthday. Happy birthday, mom! Wow. Happy birthday, Miss Albrecht. Miss Albrecht. Uh, Brenda. Happy birthday, Brenda. Happy birthday, Miss Albrecht. <laughs> hey, hey, easy, easy. Don't use your smooth voice on my mother, Pat. <laughs> you hear that? He dropped it on. He did. Happy birthday. <laughs> birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. This is Death Road. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Now that we've gone totally off the rails, let's go ahead and uh, see who won the cover battle. All right, have you guys looked? All honesty, I have you looked? looked. I, I, I did earlier. I don't know if it switched. Okay, so we'll, we'll quasi-play this game. Delvin's got a leg up because he, he has an inkling. Uh, Delvin, we'll start with you since you cheated. Uh, what do you think is going to be the winner between the Spider-Man 157 and the X-Men 99 cover? And uh, who's and whoever the winner is, what percentage of the vote did they get? Okay, so I mean, it, it could have changed in the time since I watched it uh, last, but I was pretty sure that the Spidey cover won, and I'm going to say 74 percent. Patrick, I guess I will say the Spider-Man cover won, and I'm going to say 85. Ah, uh, you should have gone the other way on that. Uh, Spider-Man did win, and at one point he was out at about a 75 percent lead, but. After uh, some late vo- uh, vote tallies came in, Spider-Man won it with 59% of the vote. Ooh, wow. So wow. X-Men had a bit of a comeback there at the end. Nice. 59-41. Uh, I voted for the X-Men cover. I voted for Spidey. I, I voted for Spidey. And I thought about it. I mean, I sat there and was like, yeah. I mean, put a little thought into it. It, it. it was it was a very close call. Very close. Yeah. I think I went with my, my gut feeling. I was more excited to read the x-men one than i was the spider-man one oh see you let the, the intrigue of the story yeah. influence oh, your love of cover true yeah a little bit because uh, you know. that's okay you do it how you want to do it i'm not judging you i'm just saying don't judge me i'm not judging you <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of judging let's go ahead and give this cover <laughs> oh yeah we are judging i forgot we are <laughs> no we're not judging each other we're just judging the covers <laughs> based on whether we like it or we don't like it. And that could be either a rating from a one through a five, whether it rumbled mm-hmm. your tummy feathers or it tickled them. And with that, let's find out what it did for Delvin. Uh, it was somewhere in the middle between rumbling and tickling. I give it a three out of five. Interesting. No wonder why you chose poorly on your cover choice. Ooh. Man. Well, what happened well, to not I'm judging not. each other? <laughs> well, apparently 59% judged with me. <laughs> so there. Let's go to the other person that was wrong, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. With the busyness, my, my tummy feathers started to ruffle. Uh, but then they smoothed up when, uh, <laughs> they smoothed up when I looked at that uh, the color design, decent amount of action. Bottom line, three. Three. Yeah, I'm going with Delvin on that one. 
All right. Well, I'm sure I probably tipped my hat already, but I am going to give this a four. I really like the cover. Wrong. And that's Wrong. Wrong. Oh, again. Fifty-one percent people voted for it for X Men. Yeah. Fifty-one. Uh, Forty. Forty-one. Oh, 41. Forty-one. I'm sorry. I got bad math. You know, that's about that's a fifty-fifty chance there. Yeah, that's almost half. That's almost half. That's almost half. I honestly think the voting, we got we ended up getting 22 votes. Oh. Not not one of our highest participations, but not bad. And I think it I think it kind of reflected it well. I, I think I like Spider-Man just a bit more. Uh, X-Men's still good, though. I mean, it's Dave Cocker, man. Yeah. It's Dave Cocker. You can't go wrong Spider- with either one. No, <laughs> yeah, it's Spider-Man's John Ravita. I mean, goodness. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Goodness. We're just having what, what, You know, which side do you want with your bucket of chicken? You know, mm-hmm. mac and cheese or mashed potatoes? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> would you eat a comic while reading? Or would you eat a bucket of chicken while reading a comic? No. Or would you be no. worried about greasing up the paper? Grease fingers I would be worried about. All right. Well, I mean, you eat the chicken with one hand and you do the flipping with the other hand. Are you two some damn rookies? What is, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I just, I just when I eat a chicken, day. I'm all into eating the chicken. Yeah, I know, right? You know? <laughs> I'm Doc Ock with that. I don't even ask. I just put my hand in. Yeah. <laughs> the extra crispy man. You gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You gotta be. Let me, let me ask you, let's let's get back to the should have asked this during the Spider-Man one. But are you original? Or are you extra crispy? <laughs> Come on, son. Is that, that's not even a choice. Like you, you only get a, you only get original if they're out of extra crispy. <laughs> and it's like ugh, okay, I guess. I'm an original man. See? You're an original. You know what? I can't. You know, family show. <laughs> I'm an extra crispy guy, but I will eat the original. You can't go wrong, but I mean, you know, if we're using the tummy feather scale, I mean, extra crispy <laughs> is, you know, like that upper four level. Yeah. And the original is like a three. Yeah. I think I think the Longbox Crusade needs to toss out a poll on this tomorrow on Twitter. <laughs> I think we do. Just a random, like, you'll know why later on, but we want your opinion. I'm already in the minority here. I'm already uh, 33% of the vote. wonder what my brother would say if he was here. He, I feel like he's an extra crispy guy, too, but I'm not sure. So we'll, well, one of us will have to grab that picture of just Doc Ock and Peter sitting there with a bucket of chicken and saying, what do you think it is? Is it crispy or original? What kind of person are you? Are you original it, or are you extra crispy? And I mean, and it says a lot about who you are as a person. And, you know, like if, if you are, you know, original, like you, you might be one of those type of people, you know, who touch kids or something like that. Wait, wait what? <laughs> but, but if you're extra crispy, you know, like you'd probably be the type to, you know, jump in and save people from burning buildings. Yeah, I'm free spirited. You're, you're, yeah, you know, yeah. You know they're they're heroic and and great is what I'm saying and, and people who like um, original just a bunch of holes. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that bleep. I did it. I did it specifically for the dude. I did. I did. Now you guys are trying to get bleep. I won't have a show eventually. <laughs> Here's a welcome to another welcome to another episode of the beep, beep, bucket of chicken <laughs> mother beep, the beep. Oh, man we're going off the rails here. we are well let's get into the issue with that Delvin oh, has the synopsis Cyclops Storm Banshee, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Colossus, 
children of the Adam, students of Charles Xavier, mutants, feared and hated by the world they have sworn to protect. These are the strangest heroes of all. These are the X-Men. Stanley presents the Uncanny X-Men. Issue picks up fastly and furiously from the last issue where Banshee, Jean Grey, and Wolverine thought they escaped Lang's stronghold only to find themselves in the cold recesses of outer space. They're pulled back into safety by Sentinels while Lang tells them there is no escape from his malevolent tracksuit. Meanwhile, the team of Cyclops, Storm, Colossus, and Nightcrawler, along with Peter Corbeau as pilot, what can't this dude do? <laughs> I know. Make their way to space with a solar flare fast approaching. In the meantime, we get a quick interlude to Ireland to see the introduction of a longtime X-Men foe, Black Tom. Corbeau asks Lang to let him dock aboard his space station. Lang declines, but Lang's henchman tracks that Corbeau's ship has mutant signatures and attacks, blasting Storm away from the team and exposing Colossus to the coldness of space. In desperation, Corbeau crashes the ship into Lang's base, and the attack begins, with the X-Team quickly overpowering Sentinels, which appear to be much weaker than the ones they faced last issue. Jean uses her psychic abilities to tell Cyclops where tracksuit Lang is, as well as Wolverine and Banshee, who were, of course, in an opposite direction. Psych sends his team to get the X-Men while he angrily goes after Lang, quickly beating Lang into submission before getting ambushed by an unseen enemy. By the time the, the team of the new X-Men get to Jean, they instead find Lang leading a team of the original X-Men, led by Professor X, ready to battle them to the death, which was the culmination of Lang's Project Armageddon all along. What happens next? You'll have to wait till the next issue. All right. Well, thank you for that excellent recap. Thanks, sir. <laughs> excellent. Yes, excellent. 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 Yes. Excellent. Let's get into the bric a brac for this issue. Is it a first read or a reread? Jared? First read. Delvin. First read, man. My first read as well. First read. First read. We got to get some kind of a jingle for that. Ready, rainbow. What a butterfly in the sky. I can fly by this high. Take a look. It's in the book. The book. The reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know and ways to grow. A reading rainbow. I can be anything. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow.
Hi, I'm LeVar Burton. Belvin, you don't know Reading Rainbow? <laughs> nope, sorry. <laughs> really? I mean, I've heard of it, but I didn't know the jingle. Uh, I missed it. I missed it. Oh, what a wasted one. Also, I can't read. It's the front of the chain. Oh, yeah. I, I have to memorize all these uh, synopsis that I read to you. <laughs> it takes a lot of brain power. Yeah, <laughs> He's guessing by looking at the pictures. So I guess the old X-Men team is back again. <laughs> well, let's get into the highs and lows with Jared. All right. The highs of this issue. I'm going to start by mentioning the amazing Dave. Cockrum. The art is very good all the way through. I want to draw particular attention to content page number five, I think it is. Again, I'm using the app, so I think it's content page five. There's a space shuttle and a countdown, and it goes down by Peter Corbu to Cyclops to the lovely Aurora Monroe yep. to Colossus and Nightcrawler. I think that page is really great. I think it's really, it's just great. It's just really, really it's great. Would you say that page is excellent? It is excellent. It's extraordinary. Yes, it is. Story-wise, I I like the um the they dedicated I always like it when they dedicate that page to like upcoming mystery like we talked about in the Spider-Man books with Doc Ock's return and now we've got the uh the lead into Black Tom. I don't know nothing about Black False Tom. advertising by the way. He's not black. Don't don't <laughs> <laughs> But in fact, spoiler for me, come, on, come on. In fact, Delvin and he, I had this conversation because I was like, I was like, Delvin, are there any heroes named Black something that aren't black? And, he, and you nailed it. You were like, Black Tom. And I was like, oh, that, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, in Ireland, you know, black just means, you know, malevolent, which I guess could beg other questions. But you know what? Let's just keep let's, let's keep rolling. Let's move on. <laughs> malevolent Tom. Uh, I like the uh, yeah, I like that that little seed that they planted. Uh, I like Lang's tracksuit commitment. I like <laughs> I like how when they're in the uh, vacuum of space, and they're like, we can't possibly get this ship damaged, or we're all going to die. Let's ram the space station. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been my first choice, but apparently somehow that worked. I really like the ending. I really like the the old X Men are here. Like this was Project Armageddon's thing. Old X Men versus Nix. I'm like, what? Very compelling uh, for me to the next read. Just real quick, other things that I really like: Cyclops going nuts on that dude, beating the mess out of him. He beat the crap out of that dude. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, Storm is gorgeous. Colossus can go to hell, and that is about <laughs> it. Well, Delvin, I'll pass. I will pass the mic. All right. Well, let's pass it on to Delvin. You're high. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure to wipe off the mic with a little bit of Clorox wipe um, after what Jared just did with Storm. Um, yeah, it was gross, nasty. Oh, I. Stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, let's see. In the book, yeah, pages two and three. <laughs> pages two and three had approximately eight thousand words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Good God, Chris Claremont. My goodness. <laughs> it, it was cool seeing what the new team was thinking individually. So while I will um, tease Claremont, I will give him credit that it was a good insight into the team to see what they all thought about being freaking propelled into space. Because it's a commonplace thing now for them to go all over the freaking multiverse and stuff. But then this was the first time that they had left planet Earth and 
And so they were understandably um, nervous about that. That was cool. Um, Let me ask you this. How fast can the Blackbird go? I guess the Blackbird hadn't reached the or didn't have the ability to go into space yet. But wouldn't it? It it goes pretty fast, though, right? Yeah. um, Supersonic, at least. Okay. Do you think think that would have gotten them somewhat used to the, you know. But but not like I mean I think that's different than you know that gravitational yeah. pull of like going up uh, like straight up in the air to space. So not straight up in the air, but yeah. in the heart. But still, I would have thought that Colossus would have been able to survive in space. I was surprised that he he couldn't. I was surprised on that too. I'm like, well, that's fine. He can he's metal or what have you. He should be able to be okay. Yeah, yeah. They kind of like apparently he needs oxygen. Yeah. Even yeah. Yeah. yeah, that kind of surprised me. But who am I to question Chris Claremont on his creation there? So, all right. He needs air. He needs air. Storm, once again, got a really, really cool power moment where she's like, can I use my powers in space? Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. You know, I can use solar winds. Like, wow, she's probably more powerful in space. She is on Earth, which is incredible because she's super powerful on Earth. Um, I just thought there was great action throughout the entire book. Claremont got his word count in, of course, but there was there was a lot of action. And that continued from our last issue. And that's really, really cool. They kind of hinted that Colossus had a thing for Storm. And I never remember that. Like, oh, calm down, Jared. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Petition for Jared. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, he might have a leg up on you, dude. You know, he's Russian. He's got muscles. I know. It's tough competition. Yeah. They definitely, they did a great job of conveying how pissed Cyclops was. I mean, like, he looked pissed. And I don't know if he doesn't like tracksuits or what, but, like, I mean. (laughs) Who doesn't like a good (laughs) tracksuit? Cyclops. That's your answer, Jared. Cyclops. Cyclops. Tracksuits. And uh, last thing, the, the ending, dude, I have no idea where this is heading. None. So, like, I was when I saw the splash page at the ending, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> new, new versus old. I had no idea this was going to happen. And so I, it, it, they left it on another great cliffhanger where I have no idea what's going to happen in uh, X-Men 100. So it's really cool. Is it actually with the old at the reveal at the end? Is that Cyclops? That was yes. my question. Like, did he just switch sides? And then yeah, did Jean I, I don't, change her clothes? Well, yeah. they they mentioned, oh, crap. Like, it, it's going to be slow to update. But they mentioned on one of those last pages, like, Jean was had, the you know, the ripped dress from when Wolverine did it. But they said something like, let's get her cleaned up or changed or something like that. Um, in one of the panels before the big reveal. Hmm, okay. But, yeah, I, I – but – the ending it it was a good cliffhanger, but I'm kind of like, wait, huh? What where are these X where where the original X Men come from? How did this happen? And what what in the world? So yeah, I I, I don't know what's going on, but I like it. Yeah, very. I'm, I'm interested for that the next issue as well too with that cliffhanger. My thoughts on this is I definitely like the art in this. Lots of words by Chris Hermott. Uh You picked the right pages there, Delvin, by choosing. <laughs> like, oh, I start reading like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was I was reading it in panel view. Oh. You know how you could do that on on the, on the app? And I'm like, you know, slide, slide, slide right through these panels. I'm like, man, how far am I into the book? 
Stupid. Page three. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, re- really quick. Um, on page thirty, when the new X Men are running, Stephen Lang was talking, and he says, you know, which means, of course, that you won't be able talking to Jean. Which means, of course, that you won't be able to warn your fellow X Men until it's too late. And then he says, "Take her away, my pets. Prepare her." Oh, okay. Yep. Because our final act is about to begin. So I guess that's the original Jean Grey uh, in her original Marvel Girl costume. Okay. All right. I'm done with that now. Someone's controlling them. I'm assuming. Yeah. For something. something. I think that's what Ling's whole process was. Maybe it's like you wear subdue to my tracksuit. Yes. <laughs> mental abilities with this. Track. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's probably why he wanted her and Professor X. That's right. My control. You know, if her, you know, if you convince like the telepaths that wearing tracksuits is a good idea, then they can convince the entire team. Oh yeah. <laughs> then they tell two telepaths, and they tell two <laughs> telepaths, and so on. I see where this scheme is going. <laughs> it's not a Ponzi scheme; it's a polyester scheme. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I like, uh, going back to page three of the book, Geraldo, or Geraldo shows up. Yes, sure does. Where it, it kind of brings it into our world a little bit. I'm like, hey, hey that's Geraldo. And they even mention him by name. Geraldo Rivera. You know what his name is on his birth certificate? Geraldo? Jerry Rivers. Oh, <laughs> really? His real, his real name is Jerry Rivers. <laughs> really? Yes. I didn't know that. that. <laughs> now you ruined the mystery. I know, right? Once you know that, he's not nearly as cool. <laughs> I always like Geraldo. It's fun to say. Geraldo. 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 It's like Geraldo and Christopos. We hang out. <laughs> Definitely, again, the art, as Jared mentioned before, is great. I don't know, like you guys said, I don't know who Black Tom is, so I'm kind of interested in that. That's now my new thing to find out on the X-Men issues is just like the spider-man was is what was going on with that guy now that we know it was doc ock now i'm more interested in going who's this black tom guy and why is he after banshee he said he was related right was it a cousin or a brother i think cousin yeah that's right cousin yeah black tom is somehow a cousin or not somehow but black tom is a cousin of um of banshees Mm. why am i blanking on banshee's name right now sean what cassidy Cassidy. Yeah. There we go. He was one of yeah. he was one of the Hardy Boys. What? Sean Cassidy. Oh, when he played him on David TV. Cassidy. Yeah, we played him on TV. I got you. I got you. Sean Cassidy I was, raps. I I uh I read a lot of Hardy Boys and I was like, that's Frank and Joe. <laughs> Where's he getting <laughs> You were referencing the television show. Yes. And the singer, Sean Cassidy. He was a singer. Right, yeah, he was a singer or actor. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're putting now. Somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. My sister had the album. I just, she would listen to that. Sean Cassidy under wraps. like he's in the he's like in a wrapping paper like in the on the album cover like he just got put into the uh, the superman mirror i feel like this is that this is information that's not available on the dark web 
<laughs> no. I, you, you try to access that, and it's like, no, access denied. <laughs> Error 404. <laughs> All right. Uh, other than that, I enjoyed the, the battle again where they're fighting the Sentinels. Just something about when the X-Men fight the Sentinels. It's just larger than life to me. It's really cool. Kind of disappointing, though, because like they said, too, oh, we, we finished them off pretty easy, and I don't know what's missing in Lang's whatever he you know did he was he mixing something together or had the ingredients and didn't get it all together it sounded like that he couldn't match the previous guys yeah like trask's sentinels yeah when he brought that up i thought when we were reading this we were seeing the first appearance of sentinels but i think we're not i think there were sentinels somewhere in x-men lore before this that were made by trask Uh, that's the impression i got yeah if you remember um lang was bringing back a program right Right. There you go. So, yeah, Trask was the original guy. And then Lang at some point was like, well, you know what? I'm going to try to get like Senate money or something like that. And we're going to revive this Sentinel program because I hate muties. Well, I think. But, uh, but I love tracksuits. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. It's like he spent too much money on the tracksuits that he <laughs> well, had the other element. There's no such thing as spending too much money on a tracksuit. <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, I spent all my money on the tracksuit. Oh, well, they're built. They'll be fine. You know, I just need them to do a little something for me. I don't need them to really take them over because obviously that's not the whole plan for Project Armageddon. Are you guys getting it? Yes, I'm getting it. What? Never mind. Armageddon. Are you getting it? Oh, Armageddon from the Death Leopard. We're running slow tonight. Where's Jason when I need him? Jason, <laughs> Jason would have—he would have been there. My musical maestro. All right. Other than that, enjoyed this issue. Any uh, anybody have any other thoughts on this? I'm saving my other thought for uh, the extra mile, which I know is coming. So am I. It's amazing. Well, then let's go ahead and get into that, Delvin. Who went the extra mile? Well, I gave it away in my synopsis. I mean. Freaking Dr. Corbeau is a friend you want to have. (laughs) Jason was on to something last episode. (laughs) Like, this dude, like, apparently has enough money and enough influence to fly, like, to be an astronaut. And he scrubbed, like, other astronauts from this mission. Actually, he rushed the mission. Somehow he had enough to rush this mission, and he freaking put outlaws into space. (laughs) (laughs) Like for freaking Charles, like dude, like I don't like. I mean, I ha- I consider myself a very fortunate man. I have really good friends. I don't think I have any friends that good. Like I'll get, I'll get you into space, Delvin. Dude, <laughs> but I, first, we're going deep sea fishing, <laughs> right? Like, dude, dude has, dude has a boat. Dude, swam from the middle of freaking ocean and freaking. Uh, this dude is amazing. Freaking Peter Corbeau is a stud, and he like he didn't just go the extra mile; he won an extra marathon. Jared, how about you? Okay, the extra mile. The extra mile unsung hero of this this issue. If you go with me to what is content page ten, where and this is the page where Storm. Yes, it's a Storm centric response. I have discovers her new powers. All right, are you there? See that? She's in the middle of the page. Her hands are up, and she's like, and I can, and more. She, like, launches that sentinel up there. Look at that last panel. Whoever tailor-made her spacesuit 
has gone the extra mile. Look how form fitting. You've seen spacesuits in Next. real life. They're like a mattress Next. wrapped around you. But the guy who designed Storm's spacesuit. Your turn, Pat. Go ahead. The extra. Well, I'm not done. I'm more. Oh, yes, you are. Somewhere I can hear Ryan Daly go. Ryan Daly saying, "Yeah, Jared is right." Yeah, yeah. Ryan knows what I'm talking Ryan's, about. Ryan's and we found out recently that Ryan is a Oreo lover as well, and not the cookies. <laughs> Her uh, name is Aurora. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Aurora. <laughs> oh no, I actually thought you meant Oreo, like you know, black and white. Oh no? yeah, okay. <laughs> Either way, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> uh, my choice. Got weird. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Uh, my bad. Uh, my choice, and I think I'm going to, I think it's the same choice that I had from the last one, is it's going to be Dr. Lane again. Commitment contracts it? Exactly. This guy's like got it. it. You know, he can take a beating. The, he took a beating from Cyclops, and still, that track, track suit is still in one good shape. Yeah. He did. Don't, yeah. don't I mean, get blood on my track suit. He, he gives he gives a positive connotation to the phrase "one track mind." <laughs> <laughs> See, I set them up for Delvin, knocks them down. <sighs> oh, well, with that, let's get into the final rating. We're going to rate this a one through five again, and that's going to be one ruffled your feathers and five. It tickled your tummy feathers. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Jared. Uh, I'm giving it a four. It's solid storytelling. I'm interested to read more. That's all you can ever ask. Uh, Tracksuit, uh, yeah. Storm spacesuit. Don't like Colossus anymore. He used to be one of my favorites, but now we're not on speaking Ooh. terms. Ooh. Controversy there. That's right. He's after my girl. Uh, that's nice. all I got. Solid four. Yeah, it's good story. Good story, good art. Four. Delvin? Uh, I am right there with Jared. I give it a four out of five. Uh, I think the book continues to deliver at just a high rate right now. You can tell why a lot of stories and like how this is just foundation, foundational building stuff. It, it's it's fantastic. Four out of five. I definitely agree with you, too. I'm going to give this one a four as well. So it has a straight across four rating from all of us. Way to go, X-Men. I definitely am excited to read. I'm, I'm again. I'm still. Ex- I'm more excited about the X Men right now than I am a Spider Man. But yeah, I'm. I'm excited about Spider Man too. So, yeah, yeah. Spidey's making a comeback. It's a, it's a good time this week. This 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 month was a good month for Spider Man and X Men. Yeah, I think so. Um, like X Men's leading the way still, but Spidey that ending on that cliffhanger. Um, you know, for us is a good point because I think it's leaving all of us excited to read the next issue. So that's cool. And we're hopefully you out there listening are getting excited as much as we are too to figure out for the next episode. Anybody have anything else? No, sir. Then with that, why don't we take another quick podcast promo break and we will be right back. When you talk about comics, does it sound something like this? Look, you can't put the Superman number 77s with the 200s. They haven't even discovered red kryptonite yet. And you, uh, you can't put the number 98 with the 300s. Lori the Morris hasn't even been introduced. Or maybe it sounds a little more like this. You think Mighty Mouse could beat up Superman? What are you, cracked? Why not? I saw the other day he was carrying five elephants in one hand. Boy, you don't know nothing. Mighty Mouse is a cartoon. 
Superman is a real guy. No way a cartoon could beat up a real guy. Yeah, maybe you're right. Would be a good fight, though. Hello, I am the constantly caffeinated Clinton Robinson, and my comics discussions can go to both extremes, but generally fall somewhere in between. On the Coffee and Comics podcast, I will review comic stories and other comics-related topics that can be enjoyed over a cup of coffee. So pour the coffee, or other beverage of choice, and join me on the Coffee and Comics podcast, available on iTunes and coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just the star ratings, it helps to raise the profile of the show, and we will share your review on our next episode. We want to get that profile raised. We want to take over the world. (laughs) Did I say too much? Did I tip our hands? It doesn't matter. All right. We did a whole slew of iTunes reviews, I believe, on the last episode or two episodes ago, so we don't have any right now, but I tell you what, if you go out there, take the time to write us one, we will read your entire review on the show. So, let's get to our social media likes, shares, and retweets roster for the week. This is always so much fun for us. I hope you guys like it. Listen to them. Delvin, take it away, man. Okay. First up, we have Al Sedano. Thanks, Al. When I say Andrew, you say Leland. Andrew. Leland. Leland. Thanks, Andrew. Leland. <laughs> oh, I messed it up. Delvin. <laughs> All right. Good job. Uh, I get our ever, ever favorite. One of our very favorites here on the show. <laughs> Chris at BTO and Bat Books. I believe he's going to let it roll. <laughs> Down the highway. <laughs> let it roll. 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 Bing, 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 bing. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I have to keep. I have to keep character and never sing along with you guys. <laughs> I know you've looked it up by now. <laughs> I actually have You know you're singing I mean, in your head. You're singing strong. in your heart. You love it. Man, if you listen to that song then the, and you still can't help but sing along to it the next time it comes up, you are made of stone, my friend. You are made of stone. Blah. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> All right, well, let's move along here with Clinton Robinson. Thank you, Clinton, former guest of the show. And we have Coffee and Comics at Coffee Comics Blog, BLG, uh, on the Twitter handle there. Thank you, Coffee and Comics. And then we have the Comic Book Vault at SM Sandifer. So thank you, uh, Comic Book Vault. EBV, appreciate it. Mm, yeah, looks like I have the uh, the good fortune here to, uh, to do Dave Collins at uh, Old Bin One. He's a big fan of my Bryant Gumble. Says it sounds like Kermit the Frog. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care what you think. So, uh, but thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> thanks, Dave. Yeah, we thank do you, appreciate Dave. it. He's, he cheerleads the show pretty well out there in, in cyberspace. Thank you, Dave, too. also for uh, the weekly tweets and all that that we conversate back and forth. Dave was really interactive with us, yeah. I think. Thank you, Dave. He is. It's very, very interactive. I think we actually gave him a steak. Yeah. Like we paid him we money paid him for that. Thank you. We still got another. <laughs> yeah, I had a peanut butter sandwich. We got another twenty more tweets out of him for that. I think. But <laughs> speaking of somebody who likes to tweet a lot, let's give it up for Delvin, the dark web Felix Leiter. Thank you, Delvin. Ow, ow, ow. Spreading the love. I like that Delvin guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which may or may not be a novel coming out soon. <laughs> 
I'm gonna lean towards me not. <laughs> that, that you ask someone, like, affiliated with James Bond anything. Moving on, uh, we have Jerry Green. Uh, he of two Gs uh, to begin his name. Thank I you, think he's, Jerry. I think he's new to the roster, too. I he is. What's another word for new? Green. Uh, he's, uh, uh, there you go. Bingo. You, Jerry. He's, he, he, him and our friend Chris do bat books for beginners. Oh, okay, okay. Great show. And then we have Sir Percival, Sir Glenn Percival, to be exact. Thanks for listening, Glenn. Thank you for being on the last show. Yeah, that's yep. Torgo, right? All right, yeah, he's a, all right, Torgo. Uh, looks like I go after Jason, so I get the most awesome listener of all. It's me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just me. All right, moving on. <laughs> Speaking of who is awesome, let's give it up for Mr. Back from Iceland, Jason Albrecht. Thank you. So he was liking, oh, he was liking retweeting yeah. on shows that he wasn't even on. Yeah, exactly. Right? That, that, that's dedication, home. That's dedication. Those were good shows. I, I, I was hoping you guys would fail miserably with me gone, but uh, no, you carried on masterfully and you had some good guests on there. And uh, but it's it's He's good to team be back. player. Team player. Sure. We have Jason Shayer. Yes, Jason Shayer at Jason Shayer. Thanks, Jason. That's a new name as well, right? Yeah, it is. New guy. I like seeing the new people in the world. I do too. That's cool. Then we have JB Comics 1980 at Comics 1980. Thanks, JB. I'm hoping that stands for James Bond. I am too. That's what I'm going to tell myself in my head. Uh, I think I go after Jason. So that would bring us back to downtown Jeffrey Brown. Loyal listener, we appreciate it, Jeffrey. Uh, All right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Then we have Joe Thomas. Thank you, Joe. Joe Thomas, Joe T. Also known as Joe November. If you haven't, go check out his SoundCloud. I think he does Josephlin99, J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-99. He is a musical genius. It's not Jose Flynn? Could be. It's spelled like Jose Flynn. (laughs) That's what I I always read it as. I I always read it as Josephlin. That's weird. (laughs) Anyway, go check out Joe November on SoundCloud. You will not regret it. Then we have our favorite colorist, Ken Solo. Thank you, Ken. Yes, indeed. Next up is uh, Kirk Spencer at Big Five Army. We uh, interact with Kirk yeah. a lot and always appreciate his input. Thanks, Kirk. Even though you forgot to mention me. <laughs> That's what I, was <laughs> I think he cut somebody from the show recently. <laughs> yeah, he cut, cut me from the show recently, but that's okay. The dark web abides. The dark web abides. <laughs> yeah, they have some tough standards in the Big Five Army, I guess. Well, next up, we have uh, the international man of mystery. He pops into our lives once or twice a month and leads us on this merry podcast. It's uh, Cristados at Cristados 01. Ooh, I know that guy. Oh, I got a fun one here. I'm going to do a voice for this one. We've got the Lombax of Darkness. <laughs> that sounds like it hurts. It does. I, I think I hurt myself. I'm, I'm, tap, I'm tapping out. I can't even. I can't even try that right now. <laughs> that's uh, in case you couldn't understand. That's Long Box of Darkness at Dark Long Box. I am a little bit terrified, but we always appreciate you listening. And then next we have M. Anthony Geraldo. Thank you, Meg. Rico. Rico. We have another uh, three named gentleman, Michael Allen Carlisle, aka the Mac. Thanks, Michael. No need for that. We're going to keep the Michaels coming here with Michael Lane. Uh, Thanks for listening, Mike. Let's go for one more Mike. Let's talk about Mike 
Jenner. I think that was isn't he Olympia, an Olympic athlete. Uh, that's 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 Kate. Well, you know what? No. Yeah, I, I'm not going to pretend to be able to keep it. Yeah, Mike Jenner. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Mike. Oh boy, you guys give me this name, and I know I'm going to. Hopefully, I say this right. <laughs> you, you got this. You I got this. Said I would always call him old school Ross. So. I'm mm-hmm. going to try his name, and the name is Ross Michaud. Bingo. Ah, yes. Bingo. I remember. Yeah. Please tell me Delvin's next. Please tell me Delvin's next. <laughs> I, I am next. That is that is amazing how that works out. That, that's 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 amazing. I'm Delvin. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm Delvin, and I have the pleasure of introducing Ruth Sutherland. Thank you, Ruth. I hope yeah, she enjoys that, too. <laughs> I hope so too. And, and she's not sharpening enough machete. Like when I find that son of a, <laughs> I'm gonna hack him to pieces. Ruth's voice is always so pleasant. It, yeah. it, it is. is absolutely out of love, Ruth. You, Ruth. Yeah, yeah. She's she's got a she's got a great podcasting voice. Oh, let's see. It's moving on here. Ryan Daly uh, at Ryan Daly one Thanks, Ryan. Ooh, ooh Ryan. Ryan. Ooh. And as of now, Delvin is podcasting at 12.03. So he's he's made to midnight podcast now. New episode comes out. Uh, New episode. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Always looking forward to a new episode. Next up, we've got, this is a new one, I think. Uh, Sarah Abramson. Sarah Abramson at A0889A. Welcome to this chaos, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And we're going to go on to Todd Wyatt. Thank you, Todd. Uh, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Walt J.B. Mitty. That's my buddy, Jerry Beaver. Thanks, Jerry. You're the man, Jerry. Peter, it's Weasel Skull guys here again. It's Weasel Skull and Weasel Skull. <laughs> He's more better. He's more better Mary than Jane. ever be. Mary, Mary, Mary He's Jane, you, my needs. You should offer him some hostess. <laughs> Delicious cream filling. <laughs> I think that wraps us up there. Thankfully, it does wrap us up on the uh, like and the uh, share. That's like shares. It's, you know, those folks who support us. We appreciate yeah, that. The, the click buttons Thank and you. stuff. They click in the button for us on our behalf. Thanks to you all. Uh, that will bring us uh, into our social media comments. We're going to cherry pick a few of the comments running down. Uh, we, we've got a, a handful here, so uh, we appreciate it. We, we love all the interaction that we get from you guys. So uh, if you're commenting with us and you, and you don't get mentioned on this episode, don't give up on us. You know, uh, we're, we're at the point where we're getting a fair amount, which we love. And we love interacting with you guys. So please keep sending us comments. We love hearing from you. Uh, having said that, I guess Jason went last, so... Um, <laughs> as my old friend Dave Collins again, Dave, Dave, Dave posted a quote that said, "Other than yard sales, I think I think he's talking about me. Other than yard sales, inexplicable defensive jazz hands." Peter Parker, great episode, guys. Uh, he's referring to the fact that I actually like Spider-Man Three, and I don't care who knows it. Were you being? Well, I thought you were just like kind of like yanking Torgo's chain on that. Uh, a little from column A, a little from column B. I mean, I actually do like the movie uh, more than most people, but it was fun to yank Torgo's chain a little bit on See, it I can, as well. I can kind of <laughs> picture you around the house just walking around like that, jazz handing. Oh, yeah. Around. That's how I That's, that's yeah. how I walk everywhere. It's awkward, but whatever. Delvin's dealt with it for 20 years, so. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, uh, Dave goes a little more in t- deeper. I'm going to go with trying to <laughs> make nice with yard sale as he... 
Okay, this is only for, let me set this up for you real quick because you know he posted that, and then I posted the heartbreaking post in reply. I said, I said, I'm still waiting for you to, to reply to a show where you don't take a shot at me, and I tried to break his heart, and then he mended he mended my heart with what you're about to read, and he says, "Cue the music." Yard sale has the kindest laugh I've ever heard on the podcast. He is such a sweetheart. <laughs> I is also all love the I guess we know what music's going to be playing in the background. I'm trying to think of a sappy song. Now that your roses He also says, I also love the way he describes the covers. Always spot on. It's hot. It's you hot. also quoted one of my favorite movies when you said, I will trace a line around your dead body. I love that movie. Man, what movie man. is that? I didn't know you were quoting a movie when you said that. Oh, yeah. Chase yeah, and Amy. Chase and Amy. Oh, it's, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Respect yeah. to Kevin Smith, by the way. Get well soon, Kevin. I know you listen to the show. <laughs> if he if he did listen to the show and said he oh yeah, that I'd geek out a little bit over that. I've laughed to a lot of Kevin Smith stuff. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully he gets better. I will read a Facebook post that Clinton Robinson uh, made uh, about the last podcast. Clinton says, "Great episode, but I had a few thoughts." Number one, why use Mirage when you could have used Mysterio? I I agree with him on that. I have the same question, so I have really no answers there. Yeah, and Mysterio would have been cooler than more. Anyway, uh, two, this issue needs more Hostess MJ. Hostess MJ? These nuts! (laughs) (laughs) Which leads us to comment. Leads us to comment number three and uh, was these nuts. And then comment number four, seriously, Mysterio and hostess MJ. Hostess MJ? These nuts. <laughs> Thank you, hostess MJ. Number five, Pat's sister. Get them on an episode. Absolutely agree with that. Yes, we, we need to meet the Samson sisters. They, they need to be us. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Oh, what? I don't even think they know I do no, this. Oh, so. come on. Look, oh. we, we, we will get, we will make sure Jason, you know, wears all of his clothes. And we, well, okay, we can't guarantee that, but thankfully, I promise we're, nothing. <laughs> thankfully we're on microphones and, and, and you should get one of them on and it will be awesome. And we'll, Rascal, we will, rascals don't yes. get to meet sisters. That's yeah. what I heard. That That's true. Wise guy once said that. Let, let, let me finish. There are three more. Six. The mystery man reveal was pretty cool, but where's this going? Nowhere, Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> It's going nowhere. I think, I think we pretty it much. It was all yeah. Mysterio. No, I'm kidding. He's still not in it. <laughs> Number seven. Future issues need more tripping of the Trumps. Have I also mentioned Mysterio, Hostess MJ, Sean Connery, Shata, and these nuts? And eight. I want to hear you guys read old Amos and Andy scripts now. <laughs> oh. So, Careful what you ask for. Yeah, you you never know. You never know. It could happen. Like because we know we got our idea guys, and especially in um, Pat and Jared. So mm-hmm. never know. Yeah, you never know. That's it. I think. Yeah, I'm good. Jason, did you want to cherry pick a comment? Well, let's see. I think we got most of them. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's Dave Maynard. Kind of got buried in here. Says got my notification last night that a new episode was out. Can't wait to give it a lesson. 
I hope we didn't disappoint you, Dave. I love getting those comments where people look forward to the Dave? show. Well, that I mean, Dave's, Dave's your biggest I fan too. We just call. Remember, you're supposed to meet him at Rose City Comic Con. Oh, he's the guy that yeah. That we oh, was that Dave? Dave? <laughs> Huey, that's Huey. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, well, Dave, yeah. I just saw Rose City Comic Con tickets went on sale today. So uh, tweet me or uh, call into the show or let us know if you're going because uh, I think I'm probably going to make a Sounds go at like- it. September seventh. Sounds 9th. like we got our first crusader hookup. <laughs> nice. I want to say thanks again to everybody for the follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship. We really do, and we appreciate your help in spreading the word about the podcast. It's fun to record these shows with my friends, but it's even more fun to interact with you guys and, and hear hear what you have to say about it. And it really makes the, the show just 10 times more fun with your interaction. So please keep it up. And that's the show. Be sure to check out our website, longboxcrusaderchronicles.blogspot.com, where posts are made for journaling this crusade. I want to give a thanks to Jared and Delvin for being on this episode. Thank you, guys. Great to have you here, as always. But before we go, let's find out where our listeners can find us on the internet. Let's go ahead and start with Jared. Thank you, Pat. If you'd like to follow me, you can check me out over at Twitter at Yard Sale Artist. I'm also on Facebook at Yard Sale Artist. If you want to hear more of my jibber-jabber along with these fellas, we are on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. You can check that on iTunes or at secretpodcast.podbean.com and we talk about James Bond movies. Also over at the White Rocket Entertainment Network, I've got a few shows, Comics with Normies, got the Babylon 5 show with Vanplexco, and the Quantum Leap show with Vanplexco. So come check out the Jibber Jabber. Come check out my art at, at my Comic-Con appearances. Just just check it out. Delvin, how about you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. Seems like recently I've gotten into a lot of pretty cool comic book uh, discussions, and it makes the Twitter experience for me super enjoyable. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast, just uh, reach out. And uh, I'm usually on during the day, and I love to chat with you. Yeah, I second that. Uh, if you guys are out there listening, give us a chat, all of us. We love to talk about comics and music and just about anything else, I guess, we kind of get ourselves involved in. Yeah, we we, we wander into one corner or the <laughs> or the other <laughs> eventually. <laughs> I, I think it's it's a great time interacting with everybody. So I really do appreciate that everybody that has uh, reached out to us and either tagged us in something and that it's it's very fun time. I really appreciate that. Uh, and that you can get me involved. I'm on the Twitter. We're at at Longbox Crusade. Otherwise, you can find me at Christatos01. Nicely done. On the Twitter. You can get me involved there, too. Otherwise, you can check us out on the Facebook. We're at a Longbox Crusade there as well, too. So with that, I want to thank everybody for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusader Chronicles. You got a comment or question? Leave us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook or Twitter page. So until next time, take care and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the crusade to read them all. all.
All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We make no money on this podcast, and it is for entertainment purposes only. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. These five words I swear to you, when you breathe, I want to be the air for you. I'll be there for you. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I guess it's time you're really leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I was dying. I was dying. What's up, Hells? I'll be there for you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So, what's going on in Pat's world? We know we know Delvin uh, is knocking on Heaven's door. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Well, you got you got to the second A before I knew where we were going. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> oh man, no, I just got it now too. <laughs> Which version do you like better? Do you like the? Oh. I bought the soundtrack for that song because that was the only way you could get the song originally was. For that. Oh, okay. You know what other song was probably on there? Smooth Up In You. <laughs> well, nobody asked, but I'll tell you what's going on in Jared's world. Hey, Jared. Ah, what's, what's going, going on, on in your world? Nothing. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm podcasting from Jake. Kind of detail money. So, oh, yeah. Was... Might get somebody come up to you in jail and say, Smooth Up In You. <laughs> <laughs> You know who I am? The yard sale artist. You know? My three-year-old today, you guys, my three-year-old, I pick him up from daycare. I said, how's your day? And as usual, he doesn't really tell me how his day was. He just tells me who he is. And today he goes, I'm the Hulk. I said, cool, I'm Batman. Bear in mind, he's three. And he goes, you can't be Batman. That's DC. Ooh. I'm Marvel. <laughs> I was like, all right, right. (laughs) I'm Captain America. (laughs) And like, who sings in their podcast? It's a podcast. (laughs) Lame lame asses. You know, it's like, who would make that even a thing? Why would they do that? It's just so (laughs) bizarre. Yeah, I mean. What kind of man would I be? You don't have to pay to be on the show. Oh wait, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Sorry, Pat. Hey, hey, Sorry, Pat. hey. Well, you you said it, and then Jason said yes. it. Right yeah, Jason's you. like he wasn't listening to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't even know. Like he totally like here's a here's an idea. <laughs> like you you literally just said it. You just said that numb nuts. <laughs> oh, we were relentless to him, and now he's getting a double dose in the comments. But, but I mean, of course, I mean, got uh, you know, even if this makes outtakes, we got to send love to Jason, of course, in Iceland. Iceland. Top of the morning to you in Iceland. What? What is Irish? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Oh, man. Jared always gets it. I'll, uh, I'll, I will try to describe it. Okay. Let's go. I, I'm going to heckle the crap out of it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're switching it up. I'm going to try to describe the cover. Mix it so up you're a little. Do... Pat, you don't do nothing but guide this shit. <laughs> and, and that's what I like, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm just here for the good looks. Are you rocking a goatee? I am. All right. Tap Samson. Tap Samson. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
good evil laugh. I gotta say. And my iPad was like, do you want to install these new updates right now? I see that you're podcasting. Would you like to install these updates now? No. Read it, say it, make them believe it. Are you I, kicking me off the show? No. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean to break it to you. <laughs> you let me get this far. You get me to 11.06 at night. <laughs> I'm going to need you to move. Uh... <laughs> Damn it. Do it live. Let's go. Am I the only one looking at the document? No, Jared's in there. You all were saying how I can't figure this out, but I got the document. <laughs> it took him 30 minutes in the background. Sorry. It matter. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> one second, please. He's knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Hey, 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 hey. Waiting. When you were young. Wow, we both were about to start the same song. You used to sing, Live and Let Live. There you go, there you go. In this ever changing world in which we live in, makes you give it and cry. Pum, pum, pum. Say live and let die. Man. Oh, I was feeling that one. I was shaking. I was, I was too. Through the cold, man. I want to record a Bond episode. Let's record a Bond I episode. Do, man, we need to hurry up. I need to get to live and let die. <laughs> what? what did I say? <laughs> All right. Let's, what let's did I say? So Delvin can get some bed. What haven't yeah. you said? Oh, my god. Do goodness. I need to go back to the Just, tape? Delvin, Jason, Jared. Any- Delvin, Jason, Jared, Pat. Delvin, Jason, Jared, Bingo, Pat. Iron. Bingo, iron. Bingo, <laughs> iron. <laughs> It together. Ow, why? All right, here we go. In my hip. Doing it live. Who's up? I just went. Who just went? Oh, that, I go Ooh, after Jason. That's all I know. I'm up. Ah. Yeah. Ah.